A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Wisconsin Association of Fairs is celebrating its 100th year of promoting and supporting fairs across the state. This marks a century of growth and shared knowledge among fair enthusiasts. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report, and Jamie Bucky, Wisconsin Association of Fairs Executive Director, highlights the key moments that helped get the fair industry to where it is today and what's ahead for the future. So I think what's uh, amazing is some of our fairs have celebrated 150 years or all these other great anniversaries. And to know that the Wisconsin Association of Fairs has had 100 conventions is is crazy. We were talking about like, what do you think the first convention was like? Like, what did they do at it? Because we were going through history and I'm like, I've been in this job since 2005 and um, Jane Grabarski did it before me for 16 years and Genevieve Zimdars did it for 16 years prior to that. And then I'm like, well, I can't tell you who did the job before. I think it was volunteer at that time, or it might have been just a very small event. And how it's grown even just in the last 10 years of what we do at convention. You know, we have 900 people who, you know, attend our our four-day event. And it's just, it's crazy to think that at one time it was probably a completely volunteer thing, and now it's like almost running a fair, right? It's 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 that big of an event. And we're just, I think over the years we've changed, and we are such a networking group where uh, if you have the blueprint, someone will give it to the next fair because why should you recreate the wheel type of thing? And I think we've just come so far in doing that that the convention just continues to grow, and it's just fantastic. What are some of maybe the key highlights or things within the 100 years or something that stands out to you in the history of like being one of the pivotal moments of reaching to where we are today in the fair industry? You know, so I ran a fair before I was in this position, before I got on the board. And I know when I first came, just as an attendee, no one shared the stuff. No one shared stuff. It was like, well, you're my you're my enemy, right? You're not my partner. And I think the fact that we are so sharing of everything that we do has changed how this whole group works together. And I think that's what makes our district meetings more successful and so forth. So I think we went from we are not each other's competitor to we are each other's partner and we all want to do better and help the ease of that. I think that's been a huge thing. But it's funny, we were going down memory lane about um, the fairest of the fairs because in a couple of years we're going to be celebrating 60 years. And we were talking about how just like in the 90s, it still used to be a um, you danced and you learned to do these things and it was part, you know, it was this beauty contest and you wore these, you know, gowns and stuff like that. I'm like, we were just laughing about that history in itself. I mean, think about that. We're going to be crowning our 60th fairs in a couple of years. So really this longevity that we've had of promoting fairs is just huge. The transition of involvement has changed, whether that's demographic-wise, age-wise, and just numbers in general. How are things looking? So we are back to pre-COVID numbers. So last year we were so close to getting back, we weren't quite there. Numbers that are coming in now, um, we are seeing really great numbers. Exhibitors, vendors, people can now get their supplies again. Like, you know, so I think that's helping um, do that. But people still have a love for the fair. They want to come to the fair and it is adamant because you're still food sales are high. Uh, Their fairs are breaking attendance. If they didn't, if they weren't having weather issues, they were doing like better than they've done since, since prior to COVID. So 
um, exhibitor wise I think exhibitors might be coming in it back in a different fashion um, maybe they're more an open class um, we've seen FFA numbers grow a little bit more um, I think our 4-H numbers are coming back but I think they're they're looking at different ways in which they do exhibit but the number of exhibitors that fairs are having is is also back to where it was is involvement in other groups maybe that's a Holstein Association or Girl Scouts Boy Scouts those types of things to be involved are those becoming more prevalent options as well and getting more of the kids involved through school projects and things like that yeah, a lot of affairs do really good with um, school projects. A lot of them do STEM um, in different areas. And now there's even STEAM that they do that they cover. They're getting more exhibitors um, at their fairs. The way ATCP 160 had changed, it, it clearly states now that you need to be part of an educational program. So I think it's opened the doors for some other clubs to really step up that maybe weren't um, there before. You might have an archery club and maybe they weren't a 4-H club, right? But they do archery and maybe that's the group of membership that they part of and as long as it provides an educational component they can work with a fair and say can we be recognized and then can we participate so we're seeing more of that yeah there's a growth all over the state in that what some of the feedback over time have you received from the public about county fairs and the state fair in general how has that changed in growing the support for the wisconsin association of fairs in these hundred years well, who doesn't like to go to a fair, right? Like, it's really hard. You get fit, great fair food and all that kind of stuff. I really think, um, really, since COVID, the, the way we've grown, we've bounced back, people are just going. I think we still provide that entertainment dollar that they get where you can get the fair food, you can go see animals, a variety of entertainment, whether it's um, a musical act, a rodeo, a, a monster truck type of thing. There's a variety, but then they, we still provide that education of agriculture. And that's one of the things our fairs keep doing more and more of, and they keep pushing that, you know, we really have to be educating that common fair goer about, you know, where the milk comes from and, and all of that, that type of stuff. And I think our fairs continue to grow better and get better educational displays to stay in the forefront of that as more people are removed from it. And what is in store for 2024? So I would think one of the big things for 2024 would have to be when it comes to our carnival industry and when it comes to our mobile food service vendors. So we're having an issue with um, having enough workers for that. We've had a lot of legislative issues about talking about your um, H2B workers. And that is that is pivoting to there's another body of workers out there. So we're working on some things legislatively that hopefully would free up H2B workers for other things. So there's a CARES Act um, that we're talking about legislatively. And that is it's, it's extremely important because if we don't address it, it affects our carnival workers. It, it affects the mobile food vendors that travel from state to state and if they can't find enough workers. Um, so that's the probably the biggest thing on the, on the horizon right now because the majority of our fairs have carnivals and it brings them in a different entertainment dollar. Um, and if you don't have that, will people still come? Will they only come for the egg if you don't have all the other components that are there? So we really need to focus on making sure we're helping that part of our industry. How are our attendance numbers looking here or trends here that you've seen throughout the years? So I'm, I'm really excited. In the last five years, we've probably sat at 68 of our 75 fair members that have been here. And then they'll send, you know, one could send one fair member, one might send 10. But at least we're having our body of membership recognized. Uh, last year, we had 73 of our 75 fairs that were here. And this year, just two, two, we're at 70, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the fact that you can consistently get 68 
minimum of your fares represented. They're finding value in what they're coming to because they're like, this is where I get to network. This is where I find the latest of what's going on. And it's important enough for me to attend. So they get enough value out of our session, which is huge. Um, attendance wise, um, yay, we're over 900 people, which which is pretty average for our um convention. However, we have great representation from our associate members. We have over 200 of those that are here. And then, of course, we've got the Ferris of the Ferris contest going on. What are some of the feedback or questions that these fair board members are bringing to you here at the convention? So I think the big thing is they're they're trying to do some housekeeping things. So we have a session that's on 501c3s and setting those up in Foundations of Fairs. That's a workshop that we're doing. Like, how are they working on the longevity of their fair? Um, we have a workshop that's on building fair foundations to, to keep it's how are you working with all the partners in the industry and making those connections um, our keynote speaker um, Marcy Heim was here she was talking about different ways to you know ask for funding for your fairs and teaching us to do a better job about that um, but then we'll have a networking session this afternoon and, and it might go on whatever the topic is out there we might end up talking about market sales and, and what is your fair doing um, rules that you follow that maybe are we supposed to be filling out that form? Or are we not supposed to? And and they just bounce ideas off of everyone. Um, and honestly, half the time they walk away and they're like, thank you for the networking session because I got my questions that I had that didn't fit into another session. So we find that those are always very successful. That was Wisconsin Association Affairs Executive Director Jamie Bucky. With a century of history behind them, Bucky says they look forward to the next chapter of growth and unforgettable experiences for generations to come. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.